This week, I rank the highest earning apps in September in the US, where much of the money is. I'm happy to report things are pretty consistent. Maybe happy isn't the right word, but things are definitely consistent. HBO Max was the highest earning app in the US according to our app intelligence. That's two months in a row. It earned $51 million in net revenue in September. Now, that's pretty much the same amount as August, which to me says that growth and churn are somewhat even. I don't know if that's good. No, probably isn't. TikTok and YouTube continued their rivalry, but unlike last month, TikTok had the upper hand in September. The two are very, very close though in numbers. Before you tell me that the two are totally different, I know, but attention spans are mutually exclusive, so spending time in one likely means not spending time in the other, and revenue is a good proxy for where people spend their time. The other rivalry of the highest earning list, Tinder versus Bumble, is getting closer too. Now, I'm going to go deeper into dating apps later in the episode, so I'm gonna skip that for now. And lastly, pun somewhat intended, LinkedIn managed to squeeze into the 10th spot overall again, but with slightly higher revenue this time. Very nice. We estimate that together, the top 10 highest earning apps in the US earned $324 million of net revenue in September. And that's after Apple and Google take their fee. It's a tiny bit higher than August, which isn't enough to get excited over, but still nice. By the way, I'm Ariel from App Figures, and you're tuned into a new episode of This Week in Apps, my weekly roundup of news about mobile apps and games. Now, I started in reverse, but this week, I also ranked the most downloaded apps in the world in September. And since I'm already going in reverse, might as well skip to the end. The total downloads dropped 5% in September when compared to August. Now, rewind and let's begin again. TikTok was the most downloaded app in the world in September, according to our app intelligence. In September, TikTok added 54 million new users, which isn't as many as it did in August, but very close. It also got dangerously close to Instagram on Google Play, which should be a warning sign from Meta. Meta might not care because it controlled the remaining four of the top five apps with Instagram in the lead, followed by Facebook, WhatsApp, and Messenger. Together, the Meta Quartet saw 154 million new downloads from the App Store and Google Play. A few interesting insights from this ranking in no particular order. One, Google's productivity tools, Sheets, and Docs are outpacing Microsoft's, but not by that much. Two, Top Widgets, which I covered a few episodes ago, edged its way into the list on the App Store side because it's not available on Google Play after being the number one app in the US for a few days. But I suspect the downloads came from Apple search ads and not necessarily from users, real users at least, or users who were looking for the app. Three, Snapchat lost about 4 million downloads in September. Is Be Real to blame? I have a sneaking suspicion it is. More on that, maybe in the future. And four, CapCut TikTok's video editor is back. It made its way into the sixth spot in the combined list with 26 million downloads. And on a side note, this is the first time I'm including CapCut's Chinese version in the total, which is why it's a bit higher than what you would expect. In China, CapCut is very, very, very popular, but in China, it also costs money. So we'll talk about money in a future episode. According to our estimates, the top 10 most downloaded apps in the world made their way into 331 million devices in September. A half of that belongs to Meta. Wow. Overall, downloads are down 5% compared to August, which is pretty significant, but I suspect it has something to do with the end of summer and nothing really else. Every month, I look at Twitter's monthly recurring revenue, MR. But September was a special month, marking a year of mobile revenue for the platform. According to our revenue estimates, Twitter's MR in September was $545,000. Now, if this is the first time you're hearing this number, 
I feel compelled to remind you that this is thousands, not millions. I know. And if you remember last month's total, you'll notice September was lower, double digits lower. We've seen Twitter's revenue stagnate over the summer, but this is the first recorded decline since its in-app purchases rolled out to all in October of last year. Why is Twitter's revenue so low? Why is it not growing faster? And why is it going down? All good questions. I keep hoping to see it go up, but there really isn't a good reason for it to, yet at least. So far, what Twitter rolled out in Twitter Blue is not very exciting, and to move a user base that never paid, never, requires something really, really exciting. On top of the lack of features, many were also gated, locked under some sort of a private beta or an invite-only system. Maybe this would generate hype five years ago, but that's not the case these days because every rival to Twitter has something more exciting available, which is drawing both creators and followers away. And that's the main reason, in my opinion, for these numbers, which you'd expect to see from a new startup, not Twitter. The good news is more wishful thinking than real news, but I believe this is fixable. I would even venture and go and say easily fixable. I don't know the inner workings of Twitter, but do know they're very capable when they follow the right strategy. And tweet editing, which I got access to this morning, is a step in the right direction. Now, if Elon acquires the platform, this might, slash will, slash probably, slash absolutely, will definitely change. <laughs> Maybe. But it's still a big if, so we'll see if and when that happens. On a side note, if you like the level of depth I go into, not too deep to bore you, but also not too high level, so you actually know what's going on, give this episode a like. Thank you. Dating apps have seen both downloads and revenue grow drastically this year. Downloads grew a lot in 2020 as lockdowns took over many countries, and it was no longer possible to make friends in real life. But much of that growth was in early 2020, and downloads just kind of stopped growing after. In fact, downloads stayed flat for most of 2020 and 2021. Revenue, on the other hand, continued to grow and then grew some more. But in 2022, both downloads and revenue have already grown a ton. And this time, it is in lockdowns to blame, or think. I combined the downloads and revenue for the three most popular dating apps for this analysis. Why? Because they're the top grossing apps right now and have been for a very long time. And the next dating app in the list isn't even close in terms of rank or revenue. Together, quarterly net revenue of Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge grew 300 and 82% since 2018. In more absolute terms, net revenue rose from $92 million in Q1 of 2018 to $443 million in Q3 of 2022, according to our estimates. And this is net revenue, meaning after Apple and Google take their fees. So this is what they get to keep. Growth was fairly constant with 16 of the 19 quarters since the beginning of 2018 having positive revenue growth. That's wild. Downloads weren't as exciting, but when compared to 2018, also grew a hefty 88%. In absolute terms, that means 17 million downloads from the App Store and Google Play in Q1 of 2018, and 32 million downloads in Q3 that just ended of 2022. Now, tiny, tiny note, although Hinge isn't very strong outside of the US, Tinder and Bumble are. So all of these numbers that I just shared are global and not just for the US. As this field becomes hot again, so is the competition. Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge might be the most popular right now, but the selection is growing. Apps like Fruits, which was acquired by Bumble not too long ago, and I share those numbers, The Right Stuff, which launched last week, and Fizz are some of the latest entrants trying to get a share of this market by having some sort of a unique value proposition. But they join more than 15,000 apps that mention the word dating in their name or description. 
I fully expect more competitors to rise and more consolidation to occur as the bigs attempt to retain their position via M&As. And last one for this week, streamer Paramount Plus crossed a new milestone in September. The service, which launched in 2021, hit gross MR, that's monthly recurring revenue in case you forgot, of $20 million. The road to this milestone, however, was long. Although it took Paramount Plus only five months to hit 10 million in gross MR, doubling to 20 took 19 months according to our estimates. And by the way, Paramount gets to keep about $14 million of that and pays the rest to Apple and Google, in case you were curious. Most of the revenue, as you would expect, is coming from the App Store. In September, Paramount's big month, the App Store brought in $11 million of net revenue versus $3 million from Google Play. Now, it's worth noting that 21% from Google Play is actually slightly above average. It's also important to mention that Paramount Plus is only available in the US, which limits its ability to monetize when compared to someone like HBO Max, leader of the streamers, which earns that in just about a week. Now, fun fact, HBO Max earns from Google Play just a tiny bit more than Paramount Plus, which is to say there's still room for HBO Max to grow its revenue. Yes, even HBO Max can grow. And that's all I have for you this week. If you're making apps, check out my favorite app store optimization secrets. You won't find them anywhere else. I'll see you next week.